Hey friends, welcome to the Astro Hustle. I am Corey Allen. You are you, and as always, it is great to be here in this moment of time with you. How are you doing today? This is the day after Christmas, so I hope that you had a beautiful Christmas with your family, or I hope that you had a beautiful Christmas alone. Uh, I have had Christmas alone before, and it was honestly quite a lot of fun. <laughs> I went to a bar with a friend of mine and just hung out, and yeah, we had a good time. So whether you had Christmas alone or you had Christmas with your family, I hope that it was a beautiful one and uh, that you just were able to drop in and have some deep decompression time, some stillness time, uh, and some time to just connect with people that you don't get to see very often. I mean, that's the best thing about the holidays, in my opinion. I don't really, you know, all the stuff that goes along with it, that's cool, but the best time is like everyone just putting the the hustle of life aside and being able to hang out with you know, people that are really important to you and meaningful in your life and just get that good time in. Um, so this, this ties into what I'm going to talk about on the podcast today. I, I put up some, a, a question on my Instagram stories. So if you ever look at those, if you're on Instagram and what I'll do sometimes is open up to where you know, people that follow me on Instagram can submit questions or even topics that they want me to talk about on the podcast. So this way I can go deeper into those things here for you. And one that hit me was someone just asked me to talk about vulnerability. And I think that that's a, an important topic. And especially in the time where people are, you know, spending a lot of time around their families. And also, of course, going into the new year, you know, you'll have some more of those collective moments around people that are meaningful to you, uh, theoretically. And so I wanted to talk on this. And it's also something that I've been thinking about personally um, over the last few weeks. So first off, I just want to map out the general idea of vulnerability is um, not being just completely open and saying whatever's on your mind. So I, my take is that a lot of times people think of vulnerability as just radical honesty almost where you're just saying whatever crops up in your brain to whoever it is that you're talking to. And that's not really a good thing, you know, because it, there's studies on radical honesty. I actually wrote about it in my first book a little bit. This idea that vulnerability is just saying whatever comes to mind um, is not good. That that can be harmful and it really is kind of anti-mindfulness in some way is just any old thing that crops up in your brain regardless if it's been reflected on or contemplated or considered of how it might impact or, you know, the person you're speaking with or the people around you and just dishing it out and whatever. That's an interesting one because it taps into the illusion of vulnerability, but ultimately that's a servant of the ego. So by saying, oh, I'm vulnerable, you feel good about yourself because you're doing this thing that people online say you should do, which is be open, right? And share yourself. But then you're really just saying whatever comes to mind and everyone else having to deal with it, regardless of what the outcomes are. And that is, um, 
yeah, that serves the ego because you become, you know, this kind of portal for your own egoic reactions. And that is not good for you and it's not good for the people around you. Um, the other, I think, take on vulnerability that people often consider is one of what would be referred to as transparency often. So it's like a kind of a half speed version of what I was just talking about. So normally they wouldn't say, you know, X, Y, and Z added to whatever they're already saying. But in this case, they're saying, no, I'm being vulnerable, I'm being transparent. So I'm not going to withhold this. I'm going to tell you this. Um, and that's it's getting closer to what my take on vulnerability is, but it's still a little strange because that one has an air of like what of honesty and like vulnerability isn't ne doesn't necessarily have to do with honesty. The notion of transparency, whenever someone says like, oh, I'm gonna be transparent with you right now, to me, that just suggests that other times they're not being transparent. If they're like, oh, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's like, oh, well, are you not normally being honest? Like what's going on here? <laughs> so that's kind of an odd take on, on it as well. Um, and then kind of lastly, the the worst take, another egoic one, and it's sort of the, you know, the roughest one of them is people that think that they are, you know, overly emotive, right? So like crying in your, you know, on your Instagram video or um, on whatever social you're on or like kind of vomiting up a bunch of really heavy, chaotic, emotional stuff um, at people. And then, you know, having this big emotional reaction, that's not vulnerability either. That is, a, I love this quote from Brene Brown. It's stuck in my brain for like three or four years at this point, but she said, over vulnerability or like performative vulnerability is an act of desperation. So whenever you see people, again, on social that are like talking about something emotional and it's over the top and they're crying and, you know, that type of stuff, I'm not saying that that's always ingenuine, but if you step out of the emotional lure that's being used there to, you know, predate upon your empathy and your sympathy, it's kind of a strange context for emotions like that to exist within because if you're posting something like that and there's a bunch of cameras around it seems to me anyway it's not a healthy way to process intense emotions it's a way to attract attention you know and that's why the Brene Brown quote that's what she's pointing to is the desperation because you're looking for a way to get attention and that again is a very cloudy and tricky path uh, that the ego uses to get that attention for people. And that doesn't have to be on social. I'm just saying that as an example, because it's like the maximum public version of what where one could do that, but you could also do that, you know, in front of other people as well. Uh, so that's not good, that's not healthy. Um, if, if perhaps one would say, well, hey, those tumultuous emotional experiences are really useful, um, why not have them online? <laughs> like that's true, but it's not the, the navigation of the moment that those overwhelming emotions happen that's useful or that can be a, a teaching moment. 
what's useful is whenever someone has one of those in a healthy way in private and then later shares what that experience is like whenever they're in a more stable mind state. They share what those experiences are like, talk about what they learn from them and how they move through them. That would be the way to do it, but that does not get as many clicks. Um, okay, so moving on to you know, my take on what vulnerability is in a genuine form and how it can be incredibly useful and beautiful in your life. It's talking about the things that you're hiding, the things that you don't want to be talking about in public. Like actual vulnerability is shutting down and walling off an aspect of like something that you're feeling, something that you're thinking. It could be a fear, it could be an anxiety, it could be um, a, a general worry, an insecurity, whatever it is, something that's inside of you that you keep shielded from everyone. You know, that's like, again, I'm just using these people online that, you know, you see in it, this has died down a lot, but I'm just using this as an example, but people on social that are like overly vulnerable, you know, even people that I have, have known personally or have been acquaintances, I've seen doing that type of thing. And it's extra weird to me because I know that they're very comfortable talking about the thing that they're talking about. It's like, well, actual vulnerability would be talking about the thing I know that I know they don't want to talk about. Like, that's like, why aren't you talking about that? Right. Because that's, that's real vulnerability, you know? So the thing that you, again, back to this is like the thing that you, you really don't want to share. That's like this huge resistance that you hide from yourself, even from your partner, uh, from your friends, certainly wouldn't be talking about it in public with a camera in your face those things that we keep in ourselves and that we compartmentalize and then we put armor around. Being able to find the right person, and maybe it's a partner, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a therapist, someone that you trust and someone that has earned your trust, you know, someone that you can count on that you know that whenever you talk to them about this and you share this really intimate, deep part of yourself that you keep hidden from everyone, that they're going to love you unconditionally, that they're going to not judge you and that they're going to try and help and support you in a way that they can. Or even just, you know, that, that doesn't have to be action on their part. That can simply be listening. And so whenever you find this thing, you know, in, in most of us, I mean, I can't really imagine someone not having these things. It's just human nature. You know, get into these situations where we find the right people. And we make it a time to talk. And whenever the time feels right, being able to talk about those really tough sensitive things, those difficult conversations with people that we trust and being able to open up and vocalize what we've been armoring, what we've been hiding away and get it out there into the air. Because whenever we do that, it's called vulnerability because whenever we let out that really sensitive thing, we're literally like putting an exposed nerve out into the air 
that's really, you know, it's really tough. It can be a very scary process. We can feel guilty. We can feel shame. We can feel, um, you know, all sorts of negative thoughts about it. But the way to process those things that we are holding deep within and shielding from other people is to really vocalize them and to talk through them with someone, again, a trusted partner, a therapist, whoever, a friend, and to be able to get, get it out and to get some feedback and some perspective on it. And interestingly, to me on a psychological level, like holding something in this safe, armored place like that, that you just carry around with you, that weighs on you and that you struggle with and not sharing it, like that thing all of that time is owning you because it's dictating your behavior in some regards. It's making your choices sometimes are around that thing to continue protecting it or to can just serving the weight of the negative emotions and compartmentalization that it is causing you. But by speaking it out and stating, hey, you know, this is something that I'm holding, this is something I'm struggling with, this is something I want to work on, it puts you in the power position because you flipped it upside down on that thing. And by communicating it to someone, it helps you see it from a different angle and it helps you, it's almost like writing out a goal or journaling or something. It gets it out of you so that you can get perspective on it and really start to work on it. And the beautiful part about that, not only is it's a way of just like actualizing these things that are inside of us that we want to get out or we want to work through, it also has a, a really important byproduct of who you're speaking with. It makes you closer to that person. It creates a deeper emotional resonance and an emotional connection that you couldn't have possibly had before. Because like letting someone in like that and really sharing with them without saying it, it shows that you are like opening your heart to them. You're sharing a part of your soul with them. And by doing that, you speak to that place that deep place within them too. And then those two places come become connected. And you really can build this beautiful, deep, emotional bond with someone. And by emotional, I don't mean uh, fragile or volatile. I mean rich and connected in a way that's rooted in the heart instead of just rooted in the mind. You know, it's like if you have a friend that you hang out with all the time and you just talk about music because that's what both of you are interested to. But then one day, you know, as you know them longer and you get, you know, comfortable with them, you then share something deep that you're going through. Now that adds this fertilizer almost to the, the relationship and you move forward to that. You know, you move forward to that. You get deeper, you get closer. And that's a really beautiful and powerful aspect of it. So I hope that that 
it was useful to you. And, you know, I say it might be useful and a valuable thing to consider around this holiday time because you're hypothetically around people who you can trust, who do love you unconditionally. And so if it's a moment that you feel like strengthening the emotional connection of those relationships, you can kind of take off some of the caricature, some of the performer of who you're being around those people and let them in a little bit deeper to who you really are and strengthen that bond. So I hope that you enjoyed this. Hope it was useful to you. As always, if you'd like more podcasts, you can go over to patreon.com slash Corey Allen. Lots of good stuff going on over there. And until next time, my friends, much love.